join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Tone. From uptown, downtown, in town, out of town, we got it going on. Understand me out here, B. Nobody playing games on these streets, man. Y'all niggas better hold it down out here, all right? We got it going on. Black Broadway podcast. Yet again. Yet again. We back, baby. How's it feel? Now, are we, are we settled in? Do we, does it still This feel? is home. Now we got the sticker to put the stamp on it. Right, I am home. We are home. We this this tagged up the spot. Must be how that? the settlers felt. <laughs> <laughs> Except that we weren't invited, and that feels so much better. Yo, world I have never felt like I had never, you know, K Street has not been my place. I've gone to the You know what I'm saying? You know, I can't front. Being on K Street kind of is very. Well, it is now. Yo, I'm feeling great. Baby. I'm feeling great now that I've Bet settled over here. Bet out here, baby. See, I know. From the K Street Lounge. K Street Lounge, I, you know, I did it. Hey, all the railways remember when Soundcheck was uh, Lotus. Yes. When it was yes. Lotus, yes. I ain't holler back at and me Lotus if you remember to Lotus. The, the brunches. Yes. No, no Lotus yes. used to have the smokes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Lima had the brunches, which was across the which, street. Okay, you're right. You're All right. right. Different you're era. Right. Different era, yo. You're right. I got to shout out, man. We at Eating Podcast, Eating Radio, should I say. Yes. I got to shout out everybody that is doing shows here. Yeah. Man, this is dope, Jerome man. was cranking. Jerome was cranking. Jerome, <laughs> and Jerome also has a podcast called What's a Podcast? It's dope. <laughs> it's him. Man, one of the coolest dudes I know. OG in the sneaker game. My man, uh, Abdul. Okay. And uh, Jerome and a couple of other OGs from the sneaker game, DJ game. Just all around being cool in DC game. Nice. And they were sitting there talking about the clubs from back in the day before I was even, I was a young boy, like Quigley's and the Ritz and DC Live. I was in DC Live just slightly, okay. but this was like OG days, like 95, I remember like DC Live on 96. the radio, like saying that there was an event and I was, of course, far too young to be a part of it. <laughs> you couldn't but, yeah, you like, but I do remember DC Live. Yo, it feels so good to be able to be on this type of platform and talk some real DC shit. We got to. Like, we have to. Yes. You know? Like I said, we are talking about rumbo sauce, salt, pepper, ketchup, fries, Maybe go her, get hers on the side. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. But no ketchup. Don't hold it against me. It's like, only due to my clumsiness. I told y'all that. Straight up DC <laughs> things. You know what I'm saying? This is what it's about. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, maybe another week. Another yeah. week. And I, it feels so good to just kind of now feel settled in like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But it's also another week to talk about so many good So many things. things. I don't know if we're going to say good. Like, <laughs> You're right. No, but it, good. I, I, but I need this. a place to sound off and here we can. Same. This is my favorite tweet of mine like in the past few months or something like that. And it's just yeah. one of those tweets that it makes its little rounds. I'm not going to call myself viral or anything okay. like that. But it's just a tweet that it, it has its impact. Okay. America, the final season, is wild as shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like this, America, That's exactly what this, it is. This final season of America is uh, bananas. Like, the like, amount of things <laughs> that we see on a daily, weekly basis is just out of control and i and i keep on telling people the world is spectating you're totally right like they are loving every minute every second it is like they have to tune in it's like it's literally like a car crash Mm -hmm. like you can't turn your head like oh no it's flipping it's tumbling again no it's it's so funny and we actually didn't plan to talk about this but i it i just watched it yesterday bernie on the breakfast oh man we and you know i meant to put 
put Birdie on the yes. list. Yes, he's on the list. He's and when and when our guest gets here, yes. we're ho- we're hoping she is going to be able to fall through. And Absolutely. I think she'll you know be able to definitely have some insight. Speak to, but he surprise. One of my favorite things about him is that he's kind of savage in the same way that people appreciate 45 savagery, except yeah. he's not like talking crazy. <laughs> um, but, but he was saying like, this is truly the worst president we've had. Yeah. And, and yeah. the way he was saying it was just so matter of fact. I mean, you got to respect a guy like Bertie, who is a 70 plus year old white man. <laughs> Who really gets to say whatever the fuck he wants? Like, yeah, he can say. He's whatever. always been able to say what he wanted. But yeah, but and like now, now he's you on 70, a, now you're, you're old. a senator. You old. You, you can, can do really whatever, say you whatever, want. whatever you want. And yeah. that's cool for seventy plus year old white men. For sure. But when you out here in nah. the world, nah. it's a little bit. But, but shout out to Charlemagne because his first question was like, you know, uh, we've already had. Uh, 44 of the 45 presidents were white. Why should I vote for you? And fair question. Fair question. Another white man? Tell me more. Yeah. (laughs) But I I think his savagery is is good enough time for for Mr. Donald. Because he's savage as well. It's political theater. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is. But, you know, I think that when it comes down to the cup down... The whole Bernie Sanders issue, I really hope that our guests can make it to speak to it even more, like, you know, in depth and articulately than we can right even now. But I want to say that, like, that whole issue of just people being attracted to a candidate because, you know, their ideology is cool, but... Well, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, if you're going to play this game, like, you got to be an effective operator. Yeah. And... That's why I don't believe in, you know, particularly the outcomes because like yeah. the operators, they're effective, but to only for their benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not for us. Yeah, like, exactly. They're not doing this for us. Exactly. Like, don't, if somebody comes up to you and they like, yo, I'm doing this for the people, hit it with the immediate side. Like, like what people? What people? And then, like ooh. I went on an Instagram rant the other day about like this fucking influencer culture and oh, all yeah. this ridiculousness. First of all, yo, it's just so corny. It's corny. It's whack. Y'all got to cut that shit out. Please. I'm so sincere about that. Yeah. Yo. I mean that with every fiber of my being. <laughs> I wish that you was videoing this moment right now, B, so people could see the how passionate this man. Guys, I don't know. I, I wish you could see him, but Let I don't know if you something. can hear it in this We voice. are live right now. He... We Facebook live in right oh, now. Okay, I, great. I believe. You okay. know what I'm saying? But yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. Influencer culture, tell us why you hate it so much. Influencer culture is the culture that lets people get popular for being popular. Yeah. People are literally out here selling courses on how to sell courses. Yeah. People are out here literally saying that they're knowledgeable because they say they're knowledgeable. Yeah. Yo, this shit has got to stop. Just and nothing backs it up. Nothing. And, 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 and as a journalist, it's really offensive. It's, it's hard. I it, can only imagine. Yeah. Amy, I feel a way. Like, it, I'm it, like, it really is such a problem. It's such a corny take term, these too. things and... Because what do you then, influence people to, to do? To do. But, what do we influence but, people to but do? I, but there are people who look up to them and follow their things and, and I pay feel, for it. And I feel the worst for those people. I, but those are the people who are consuming it and yep. and and they yep. are really, truly the people who we who have a voice, Yo, in a sense. And yeah. so it's a problem. It's, it's a real problem. Like, like I said on my rant, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, is this. The influencers are handpicked mm-hmm. due to algorithms and metrics that tell them that they have a certain demographic's attention. Yeah. Then they pick these people, they put these people in a room with a product that they are trying to sell. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. They are trying to sell you some shit. Like, whatever it is, the bottom line is you need to buy it. Either subscribe, buy, donate, join, whatever it is that they want you to do, there's a call to action there. Mm -hmm. And they put these people in these rooms and they say, here, have a drink, or here, have a dinner, or here, you know what I'm saying, take a picture in this, or whatever, and then they get to call themselves influencers. Yeah. If you take enough pictures, then you get a tiny-ass check yeah. from this company that literally bought your influence or your popularity for peanuts. Well, this is now why... Now you gas. This is why... 
that the fire festival at, uh, happened. documentary. That's how it happened. Really showed me. That's how it happened. Absolutely. You know, and everyone who bought into fire, I remember the videos. Everyone you do? who bought I, into. I, I don't remember. I don't know if I was that plugged no, into social media I, at no, that moment. I remember it um, because I was taking a class. So I was in grad school and I was taking a course mm. on you know branding and things yep. like that, and and we were looking at the angles and blah blah blah, but. I didn't buy into it then. It was a too good to be true thing even then. Yeah. Um. And and the people who bought into it yep. were stupid. It's called marketing. <laughs> it's called marketing. Marketing. We live in a capitalistic society, and everything have. that we do sort of is participating in that capitalism. Absolutely. It's like like my man Jay Sims was saying on the last Black Broadway Live at Big Chief. Big shout out to him. We got our guest in the building right now. Yo, super I'm super excited. excited. We, we literally she, were just talking about you. Fell so through very wait. professionally, too. Yes. Yeah, super dope, you know super excited. I worked down the street, so you know what I'm saying. I'm That's excited how I'm doing it. That's how we're feeling. Yo, thank you for taking your lunch break to come <laughs> right here. Real talk. Exactly. Real talk. Yo, exactly. very you professionally. Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Yes. I see you guys doing your thing up in here and eating now. We're trying. We're like, really, you know, really out here. I think this is like our little home. So, you know, afterwards, if you want some dinner or water. American sun. Yeah. Get a matcha. You know what I'm saying? Get a matcha latte and, and talk things and, over. Yes, exactly. No. I love this space. Yeah. I love it because it's open to community, right? right? Like, you don't have to pay in order to enjoy the luxuries. Mm-hmm. And, like, they have a director of community, of culture here. Who's about right? the culture? Yes. Right. If ain't nobody about the culture, the DJ and Marvin <laughs> on Mondays for the last 10 years it's know the culture. Oh, all the Big way. shout out to John. So we all know each other, we all link it up. So without further ado though, yes. let me introduce Please. my guest, Chioma. Chioma, say your last name because it's such Iwohas. a Iwoha means the law of the land. I love it. Lay it down. Yeah, right. And lay and it down. And Chioma means kingly, correct? <laughs> Huh. Or regal, right? What does Tioma mean? It means God is good. God is good. All right. I love it. Yeah, that she is... means God in a lot of like Nigerian, well, African languages. Positive. Okay, yo. so that's wait, it. it's God is good and then law of the land. Yes. Ooh, that's so, a powerful so name. It's, look, it's, just, it's Queen Chioma. <laughs> yeah. But for the rest of the broadcast, yes. it's Queen Chioma. Queen Chioma is in have it any other way. You so, know what I'm saying? So, you know, we've actually talked about you quite a lot. We talked about really? you last week on the show um, after. Uh, after your the, appearance, after your you appearance. know what I'm saying, on the town hall, uh, on the national stage. Yes. yes, and then the weigh-ins after. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about that, but we want, before we even get into that nitty-gritty, just like, who are you, what are you about, tell the people who you are. And you're friends yeah, of the show. In your word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Without, Without them telling I know, them right? Right? Story. You, and you know, them, that they. <laughs> Stay away from they. Yes. <laughs> Word to Cali. Yes. You know? I mean, I'm a jack of all trades, I gotta say. You know, I'm a native Washingtonian. Um, since the up? age of 15, I've been invested in community, out talking to young people, at, well, my peers at the time, mm-hmm. about issues that were impacting us and then taking those issues to the people who could do something about it. Um, and our, I was a part of Determined Teens Take a Stand, that's what we called it, and adults were not allowed to speak in our meetings, right? Mm. Young people were taking wow. that's action. that's a concept. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. But that's what I think it means to empower young people. It's not really? about adults telling you what you need to do. It's about young people saying that this is what's important to me and this is what I'm going to do in order to change it. Uh, and I need you to hear me out and include me and put me at the table. Um, so a lot of the work that I have done, grassroots organization, has always been about centering young people, specifically black youth in the city. Wow. Um, with gentrification uh, happening and um, with the rapid school closures that have happened in the city. It is so important to have black people, mm. black young people advocating on behalf of themselves. And speaking for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Yo, that's the biggest thing about this conversation that we're going to have. Like, they tried to play you like you can't speak for yourself. Exactly. Like, you're not speaking for you. Yeah. Out here. Like, stop playing you know with me. And, but, but it's all, I think what's really important uh, in, because from what you were saying earlier and obviously seemingly in the work that you do is that it's not only speaking for themselves, but it's also thinking for themselves. Right. The culture that we live in, when we just talked about this 
this annoying influencer mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, you just of, missed my influencer. You, and, um, yeah, I could have, I could have gone on, but you <laughs> saved them. But, but really, watch all you that. know, but the kids <laughs> don't know how to, or, or kids are not encouraged to think for themselves, right. and, mm-hmm. and and adults at this juncture haven't haven't issue with that just because of the culture that we live in and we take so much in and I know that's difficult for people because they don't know who to trust. So however you, you are authentic. You <laughs> are real. You have things to say. You're educated. Why yes. because of you. the black women that invested in me. So like, tell us I, about your education, like your background. How did you you yeah. know rise I went to, to an African centered high school. What so, yes. Okay. Which one? Camden Institute for Magnificent Achievers. Where's so it that? was run by. It doesn't exist anymore because Michelle Reed closed my school. Uh, she did so a lot like of damage I, out here. She did education. a lot. While you of were in school there, when I was in college, so I had to come back on my break and talk about the impact that the school had on me. Mm-hmm. Um, they took me. They took the entire school to Ghana and Benin every two years. Crazy. Wow. We learned about ancient Egyptian philosophy. My professor, my teachers were assigning me the book uh, "Die Nigger Die" by H. Rat Brown. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was being politicized. Size at a very young, young age. age. But you know what? DC schools, to be honest, do that. Like I can remember being a kid, we sang the Negro National Anthem. Yes. Like I still For don't sure. know what every voice is saying no. by heart. No. You know what I'm saying? But we, not now. And that's the problem. And that's sad, but, and that's the problem. but this is a charter school though, right? At the time. Yeah, it was a charter school. Okay. So I mean, you don't when you go into traditional public charter or public schools, you don't necessarily see like black images on the wall. And right. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen some schools started to take the shift yeah. to do that so yeah. or rename their school yeah. um and then they hired oh, they, they renamed or huh? yeah but it's, what is it called boo uh i forget but now they, they changed their symbol to the black panther okay so i think i think Sorry. there are people and institutions um within the dc community who understand yeah. the value of yeah. instilling students with their own black history but this is where you were politicized but this is this where is, you this is your foundation this is this, where i was you didn't go off to some you know yeah. secret training camp for radical no. this is how we this we was raised Right, you extra were. credit for was going to protest. Thank That's you, awesome. you know, right? like that protesting awesome. Darfur. And growing up in and DC, like, right, all of that was right at our doorstep. Yeah. It was right here, for right us. here, accessible. So, so mm-hmm. when did you graduate? If you don't mind sharing, in high school, I graduated two, 2006. and okay. I graduated from college in twenty ten. So and so, what year did they shut it down? Because I guess re era was around the two thousand six. What was that? Oh nine. Wow. Well, wait, whenever they did the um, school closure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was a mass school closure. Yeah, they did two ways. I do remember that. Yeah, and then they did. So we were a part of that, right? Because they started yeah. with elementary. So what was y'all? What, yeah. what campus was it? What, what street is this on? It was what? in the. It was in the old Rebo building. So first in Peabody. Street. Oh, okay. Old Rebo. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you already. I'm, I'm kind of remembering. No, I remember. Yeah. I went to yeah. summer camp over there. One right in the street from Coolidge. Right there. Right. I, went to, yeah. I went to Coolidge. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Coolidge dude. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So so here. You were educated here. Right. And so after you left this great high school and went off to college, uh, you know, how did you continue your activism in the city? And a very, um, that's a really great question. So I went from never having a white friend, never being in white mm-hmm. spaces, to getting a full tuition scholarship, <laughs> Real talk. right, to go to a predominantly white institution, Lafayette College, right? Wow. Through the Posse Foundation. I was going to say, is that Posse? Shout yeah. out to Posse. Posse yes. does some great what stuff. What does Posse stand for? So Posse is just, it doesn't stand for anything. It just essentially okay. means um, Debbie Bill. She founded the organization, and she was talking to a student who dropped out of school, and he said, "I never would have dropped out of school if I had a posse." Mm-hmm. Oh. So their whole mission is to send you to school Damn. with ten other young people wow. from the inner city yeah. that you have wow. built in, uh, a relationship with for a year That's prior to even campus. That's important. It, it's That's so important. It, you know, and what's really cool is that you guys remain friends after. Yeah. I, I got to go with my friend recently. She's a posse scholar. And her Ooh, whole DC, uh, uh, Lanisha Kears. Okay. You know, Ronnie? Um, she, she was 09 okay, from okay. high school. So, but whatever. I went with her to the tra- and her posse crew to the Travis Scott concert. Yeah. <laughs> just still to, getting lit. Just to see that they are still, still getting lit. Still. In that, and I want to shout out, I know Cora Masters Berry is yeah. really involved with you guys. Yes, she posse. is. Her daughter um, actually, um, 
was the E executive director mm-hmm. for the DC location for a number of years. Just recently stepped down and um, took a, a great opportunity somewhere else. Okay. But like, yeah, her family has been extremely invested. Awesome. And positive. Okay, so you went from having no white friends to, to going, going to a predominantly white, and you can imagine like. <laughs> It's where's in your the, face. Where's Lafayette at? It's in Eastern Pennsylvania. It's in the boonies, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm an inner city girl. So you know, I'm like, and then they drop town, me like, in the middle there. of the boonies. Yeah. Right? right? Well, white folks who just never, you have white folks who have never had interactions with black people. Word. You have white folks who just have really racist ideology and don't mm. know that they have it. Mm. Um, so I went through a number of things. I beca- quickly mm. became part of the leadership, like the vice president of NEO, which is a multicultural women's support group on campus. I was the cultural co-chair for the association of black collegians mm-hmm. so my job was essentially to bring part of who we are mm-hmm. and create space in a, in a place that has like deemed us unimportant for so long and so many mm-hmm. years right wow. and then to be making active, the table make like literally <laughs> wow. literally making the table and there were a number of racial insensitivities that happened people you know writing nigger on the walls mm. or what? like know, really that really happened yes oh, wow. or yeah. like Putting a bag of like shit in front of like the Association of Black Women's Yo, doorstep. You know what's wild? I always say this too. I can't front. I have not had a lot of experience with racism. Oh, I didn't. Being college from too. DC and then going to an HBCU. Yeah. I kind of, in a way, not regretted it, but wished that I would have had a little no, more no, exposure. No, no. And you're right. No, I don't. No. Every time I say no, that, people it, be it, like, no. It, no, it, no, no. I went to Southern. <laughs> it was it was black. No, and that's that. Sometimes I wish I could go back. I know it's good. Person, but you took a role of leadership. Absolutely, yeah. that's big. That's very great. admirable. That, very, and, very and, admirable. And, and do you have a lesson in that? Because I feel like people need to hear that people are so angry, but they're not stepping up to do anything about mm-hmm. it. I think the lesson was that I, looking back on it, I had so much power as a college student. You can literally shut a whole campus down. If mm. you guys hey, right? If you organize, if you organize like, and I didn't organize. really. I was doing work, but I didn't realize how much more work I could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is that it's so important to build community on college campus there was an incident around Obama you know because I was in school when Obama was running imagine being a predominantly white institution with Republicans Mm -hmm. and all the stuff they had to say we were writing Obama's name in chalk me and Ty I don't know you guys know Ty Kinlow yeah um and we had like um a white guy come up and like hose it off as we were as we were writing it right so essentially the important thing about building community is that you know I could it was around lunchtime which was sweet because all the black (laughs) people was chilling up here right we was all together I literally walked into the community center. Half of like we had like thirty or forty black people. I'm like, yo, this is what just happened to me, and they all just rose collectively at the same time. You know what? When I listen to a lot of y'all who went to like PWIs talk about, it sounds like to me. Like that movie, Higher Learning. Yeah, literally. I live a different world. People that you don't you know, know suddenly where you're big. Yeah, family. that's your man. The like, other thing, I don't know if you experienced this, Chioma, but the like support staff at the university, the people in the kitchen, the oh, janitors. Yeah. Oh, the, always they were the your most best people at any time. They were your best. And they're always black folks. So, right, they're always black. Yeah. And they're just proud that you're in there. What, baby? You know, that education. Eat that meal. Experiencing the racism with the white kids For too, sure. probably yeah. even harder in, mm-hmm. in certain Most ways. definitely. I mean, we had yeah. somebody who was um, a senior at our school who got caught up um, for allegedly selling um, weed on the campus. Ended up having never getting his degree and going to jail in Easton. Mm. Ended up working in our cafeteria. And he was senior. What? Yes. And he finished eighty nine percent of his credits. He, had, he was almost done, and we, <sighs> as new people, did not know him. 
heard his story, had to organize for him to get his degree, and we were able to get it. Tight. Like, hey. while he was, like, incarcerated. That a That's a great story. So, like, and, like, so there's just things, about like, this yeah, I, like, I've been, in, like, I truly, that. genuinely care. It's not about, like, accolades. It's not about being seen. Nope. It's about recognizing what I come from. I yeah. And, that. like, stepping into those shoes and keeping it moving forward. But I, I do want to say, she, her lower third is not. Uh, works for a nonprofit organization. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I love how that segues so authentically into what we really got to talk about. Now, look, you are the homie. You, you fam. We, we party. We do all of that. We in these streets. You know what I'm saying? We know you from being a positive community organizer as well. Right. A really important person just about, you know, putting things together. We did the toy drive this winter together. Yes, thank you guys for supporting Democrats. All of that. I love so, you guys. You are who you are. How did you come to be on the town hall meeting yes. with Bernie Sanders Killing that the was game. broadcast nationally? How did it Killing happen that you were in the building? How so, did that happen? Long story short, I ran on the slate, dumped Trump, um, right. to essentially unseat establishment Democrats. People and who put together dump Trump? Um, who was it? Nikki Lewis. So, right, right. Uh, Nikki, right. She was on the podcast. Yeah, she was on the podcast. Nikki, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you were on too. I wasn't there, nah, but like, did she do another one? She yeah, came I did. Express. She did yeah, express. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Nikki was the one. She kind of just said, you know, Chi Chi. She sat me down. She's like, Chi, I want you to like run. And I don't see myself as an elected official. I see myself as a grassroots organizer. So at first, initially, I told her no. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not my lane. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, we. That's why we want you. We want right. you because you have this experience and you bring. You can bring that too. Authenticity um, wins. Yeah. She was like, we want you to bring yeah. that same yeah. energy. She was like, we don't want you to say. She was like, bring that same energy. Yeah. To Keep that same to energy. Democrats, yeah. Right. All twenty nineteen. So I was like, okay, eventually with some convincing, I decided that I was going to go ahead and I was going to run. So I have, you know, did the toy drive as Mm -hmm. I won. Yes. Um, One of the first events we did was the toy drive. That's something that the D.C. Democratic State Committee has not done. Mm -hmm. We made it free for everyone. Mm -hmm. We just got sponsors to, like, override the cost. And it was at Eaton. And it was at Eaton. Right? And they, like, donated, Eaton donated the space to us, gave us a discount on food. Nice. So, and we were able to donate 250 toys to um, underserved youth. That's a Wow, that's great. Thank you so much. Man, shout out to Eaton. Yeah, yeah. Everything I hear about this place makes me <laughs> so, like it more. I know. It's I, just that I'm here. I love <laughs> I truly so do Shout love out to them. Shout out to Sheldon for like yeah, holding us down. Sheldon is the know? man, for sure. Um, I think no Tristan man. too. Right. So mm-hmm. I, you know, um, the I think Charles, the chair of the Democratic State Committee, called me and was like, Chi, there's a CNN Town Hall. Do you want to go? And I was like, of course, you know. Right. And then I RSVP'd. Was it? it was at the CNN headquarters. Okay, down by North Capitol. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and submit three questions. You know, all my questions was black as fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You wasn't like, going to ask questions. You say questions. That's, that's right. the worst part about it. Yeah. The whole play. It's like, what did you think she was yeah. going to ask? Yeah. You asked a black woman named Chiola. <laughs> Come on, what you With a history and grassroots yeah. organizing. She's coming with three smoke. questions. Yeah. My questions were black as fuck. Thank you. So, and unapologetically, <laughs> unapologetically so. Unapologetically so. So they, of course, they picked the reparations question, which I was surprised about that. You mm. know, um, CNN is, you know, not the most radical news source. Yeah. So, like, um, I mean, my question was, uh, part of the history of uh, Jim Crow and slavery in the U.S. is the history of income inequality in the U.S., mm-hmm. right? What are you going to do? I explained this. What are you going to do about reparations mm-hmm. um, to the, to the, for the descendants of slaves? Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of like, I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but he kind of like beats around the bush. Of course. That's yeah. that great dance. Um, that, it, you know, he was dancing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Talks about the 10-20-30 uh, mm-hmm. uh, bill mm-hmm. that directly focuses on poverty, but not specifically on black people. Mm-hmm. And... Um, although I understand the ramifications for outly, like just being outright saying that you support reparations, mm-hmm. he could have, I think, and when you're running for president, right, black people have overwhelmingly supported Democrats, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We yeah. have suffered, uh, that, descendants of slaves have suffered. So, I mean, black people in general, we're we immigrants. My dad is an immigrant. He suffered. I mean, you know, we overwhelmingly supported Democrats, be clear, for like the last 60 yeah, years. Since, yeah, since Kennedy. You know, since Kennedy. Since Kennedy. Exactly. Because everyone thought we had to support Republicans, because I mean, the, the Republican Party the was the party yeah. of Black people yeah. before then. But then they yeah. switched over. The Democrats, so, but were we need to make sure that we are making our 
demands, power does not conceive without a demand, Absolutely right? Not. So, like, when I asked him this question, he has historically supported HR 40, which is um, a commission to bring, uh, well, it's a bill to start a commission, just start a conversation around uh, reparations and what that would even look like. So, it's not mm-hmm. even a hardcore bill saying this is what we would get. Mm-hmm. It's just to start the conversation, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Study mm-hmm. it and study like but what has happened. We're gonna, we're yeah. gonna study what can the we studies. do? So, right. Yeah, like, come on, something there's, there's that, no solutions. <laughs> That you promised forever ago. Right. Why not mention why, that, though? Yeah. When I mm-hmm. ask you the question, why not put these other bills that specifically focuses on black people at mm-hmm. the forefront? Right. And, like, uh, I love what Julian Castro said. Although he did not have a policy, right, or a bill that he could support, he said, morally, I believe that black people are deserving of reparations. For sure. To me, it's a moral issue first. Thank you. And I think that, I mean, I feel like um, Bernie Sanders is kind of missing the mark with that. Yeah. But the great thing that has come from me asking that question, although there were a lot of, there was a lot of harassment, there was a lot of, like, you know, distorting Before you even talk about that, let's talk about how that even came to be a thing. Because sitting here talking to you about it, it seems like a perfectly reasonable question. Right. A perfectly well-based question. It wasn't like you said it fanatically or anything. I seen the clip, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it elicited so much backlash as if a, a young black woman couldn't independently have this thought. Right. Like what is what did you see most in the backlash? So a lot of the Bernie period? bros and for and forgive me, but the Bernie hoes yes. on my line <laughs> on harassing me. Saying that, like, I was a political plant that... From who? Um, From where? Exactly. So, <laughs> I, I do have... I have family that do have a history in politics, right? My aunt was the first black woman to be the Secretary of Labor. That was a huge... It's a huge accomplishment. Appointed by no, who? Um, Bill Clinton. Dad, that's dope. And what's your aunt's name? Um, Alexis Herman. She's Women's here? History Month. Yes, I remember her. Look her up. Google her. Okay. Alexis Herman, Women's History Month. Is, is she Thank from you. here? Yeah, I mean, well, she's from, Mo- she's from Mobile, Alabama. Okay, all right. But she, like, has been here for the last 30-some-odd years. That's you know? crazy, <laughs> If not longer. That's crazy. Shout out Auntie Alexis. Family, yes, family auntie, ties. Auntie. And then um, they distorted um, the information on the organization that I work at. I work at Capital Partners for Education right down the street. And we primarily provide black youth with mentors, mm-hmm. right? We want to make sure that they get right. into yeah. college and right. launch successful careers. You're not running a, a $5 million 501c3, yeah. just to they be clear. They look at the board. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just to be clear. And it was like, oh, they just pick one individual. It was like, oh, this person works at this corporation, so she must be yeah. from, you know, they must be have right. They must have right. her there to ask for this, this uh, question, of all things reparations. Like, no, nah, I go to work. Like, like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and I don't worry about what I'm old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just pay, my, like, pay my kid up from daycare on time. You know, regular things. Yeah. So their yeah. big thing was that CNN did not accurately disclose, like, who the people were that asked the question, which I think is a fair criticism. But when you start to distort um, and erase someone's uh, history, mm-hmm. then you all find yourself in the same position that you're mm-hmm. criticizing CNN for. Right. And people, that was my major thing right. that you essentially did what you're accusing CNN of doing. Absolutely. Of course. Which is distorting information on who I am exactly. in order to fit your own political yeah, just, agenda. You know, so who do you feel in. like started the narrative? Because they obviously several people ran with this false narrative. Right. But yeah. who would you say is responsible well, there's for a woman starting. on Twitter I don't I don't know who she was but her tweet went viral and okay. it had my face kind of like plastered all over it mm. and she was like well she is call her out what's her at I know I'm let's like let me live. know you know let's what I'm saying she's looking for listen because if you guys look at it you know I was she's I was dragging her on Twitter y'all. Her I was like not yeah so she essentially started it and then other progressive news sites picked it up as, like, legitimate. Mm. So I think that was the hardest and most hurtful thing yeah, is that people were saying that I wasn't a descendant yeah. of a slave. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> and that... Um, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Some people that. are just... But, like, she was basically trying to say that I wasn't... Dis- they, they were saying Fairy I wasn't... Fairy wings? What? Oh, hey, have, oh. have several seats, Beth. <laughs> and it's Fairy a white woman, hey, too. Hey, 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 Damn it, Beth. Beth. Out of here, Beth. Literally, I think that might be her name too. <laughs> I'm so mad. Her name is Beth. Okay, Fuck Becky. Out of here, Beth. Hey, get out of here, Beth. Beth, like, stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Like, stop. I didn't do this stuff. Listen, good thing I was like, I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got like six tweets.
sweets up under there and like drag her. I was like, listen. Oh, do you mind if we go? What's up, bro? Where are you? Ridiculous. Where at? I was just like. To have something like this. To have Beth. Make something called Dodo Yemen or Queen Chiyama. Like, how dare you? I was so upset. And then you see people kind of like coming to my defense, Mm -hmm. saying that, like, you know, I'm a native Washingtonian, that I've been invested in. I was a core organizer in Black Lives Matter. You go to Marvin. Somebody pulled a picture with me and Cory Booker and was like, oh, she hanging out with Cory. Exactly. But it's like, it was literally just a picture. Y'all acting like I'm like. I didn't even take a picture with Cory Booker because I knew the FBI was going to be on my So I wasn't really feeling like the whole distorting my information. I asked right. them to give me an apology, which they did not do. Course, um, they not. said they just held down you know, their position. But like I think I, I don't I try not to focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. I think the attention was the great, great thing that came out of this was that Bernie Sanders has yet to escape the reparations question since yes. I still can. On yes. the view. Yeah. Yes. Black woman asked. You definitely started that whole conversation. Two days after, I mean, like, for an entire two days after I asked that question, CNN was doing segments on reparations. Yes. Right? And they were. Um, and why did, did they, they ever call check? you? I mean, did they ever call you? I don't need you? to be called because I don't think that I'm the appropriate person necessarily because I haven't been doing active Respect. work around reparations. And that's Call Solid PC Codes. Call some of the people who've been pushing for HR mm-hmm. 40. I am perfectly fine with that. I do not need to be centered, but mm-hmm. it's an important question to me. My yeah. mom went to school with Michael, I forget his last name. He was the lynched in 1981, the last recorded lynching in the United States of America, right? Mm. When my mom is from Mobile, Alabama. She grew up in a segregated South. There's a lot of history and emotional pain, family mm-hmm. pain, trauma okay. that's associated with slavery and Jim Crow. Um, and like we have gone to the tree, yes. right? That he was hung from Ugh. right as a reminder of what we are owed in this country and what has been done to us and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we just focus on our pain there are a lot of moments of black joy in my family yeah but like you gotta put things in historical context well i think that it, it's a perfect segue because one of our topics today was this dc to selma trip that just mm-hmm. happened and uh you know I, you just talked about black joy and uplifting things that really mm-hmm. are problematic and mm-hmm. and and that's sort of what happened at the commemoration. Yeah. It was the 54th anniversary of Bloody Sunday, where yeah. in Alabama, these people were just trying to cross from Selma to Montgomery. We've all seen the movie. We've mm-hmm. all heard it. Mm-hmm. But it was really, you know, a, a moment where 14 people were killed and others were injured. And, and people went from there to not only pay respect to it, but also celebrate how far we've come. And, and you know, I'm, I'm interested knowing that your family is from Mobile, what, what is the importance of, of people going back to the South and, and recognizing, you know, the pain, but uplifting the history? I think, like, we got to be careful, I think, with, like, people using it as some sort of, like, political ploy. I Which agree. just happened. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Which just like, happened. Like, Bernie like, Sanders like, really saying care. he don't support no. reparations, but he down there. But he's there. They were all down there. Right. And I wasn't convinced by any of it. Yeah. That's, that's exactly like, we need you guys to have real firm, a real firm understanding Again. of, like, what is truly owed to us yeah. as black people. Right. And, and and it's interesting because, you know, you said... This, this incident that happened in 1981 of the last known lynching with Michael is that your family had taken that trip there. This something that's l- hard and really hard to grapple with, but it was recent history. Right. And 1981 is is that this is still fresh and still painful and so when you sort of make it a pilgrimage and and say we're doing this to to to, for political for a political view it does become problematic here's what i here's here's a question would you call yourself a progressive before this whole entire incident <laughs> happened? Would you say that, yeah, I'm a pretty progressive okay. Yeah, I, would, I mean, person. I'm leaning towards or, radical. I think that there's a lot go. of like, ideological study that happens with that. Like, my right. ultimate goal is to be a radical black Thank you. feminist. You so know? so <laughs> let, me, let me bring it back. Like, this is the point that I'm making with that question. Like, 
I don't particularly identify with this whole progressive movement mm -hmm. because a lot of it, again, like you said, oh, we're going to go march to Selma and all of that, but that centers them. Like, look at me yeah. doing something that, yeah, that connects with Four black posts. people or black culture. Yeah. It don't center us like, yo, we got to make it right with these people. Right. They don't do that. Like, like and what are you going to do, do for yeah. us? They right. want to be like the leaders that say, yeah, we're going to change all that. We're erasing that history. Don't erase it. Right. No, nah, it happened. What you going to do about it? Right. What are you going like, to do to address no it? I don't need any yeah. more marches. Yeah. I don't need any photo ops. I don't need any speeches. None. Talk to me about hard solutions. And that's where I get off the train with Bernie Sanders. I never rocked yeah. with Bernie Sanders. Well, but, I was like, but that's what that all these cool. candidates I have a problem with. My whole thing is no it just sounds so based. cool. But yeah. yeah. No one Where's is solution based. And 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 I, you know I, that's the other thing. But people are, are solution bringing, based. You're bringing solutions solution in a very, very, yeah. very particular way and helping grow the next generation of right. leaders at the same time. But what are you doing sort of in the district that is uh, addressing some issues that we have? Right. So actually I'm Talk glad you guys so there's what a lot of drama doing? happening right yeah. now. I don't know if you guys have been um, hip to this, but there's a um, Jack Evans. Yeah, currently investigated right yes. now yeah. for leveraging his position on the council to benefit lobbyists, mm -hmm. right? What and essentially saying that he was trying to get like, <laughs> hey, but like this is like he could potentially go to jail. This is yeah. a really a huge development deal. that's happened in the last yeah. couple of days. Yeah. So um, what I did is um, I reached out to, I started calling people on the Democratic State Committee. I used my position to call other people to ask for his resignation as a national committee. Okay. okay. That is a huge Okay, thing. You, so you the sent DC out Democratic the letter to Party. call for the That was exactly. you. Do That's you have you. a person in mind that you would like to see replace him? I do not have, I think that the process can happen democratically. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we, it, it hit the post, right? right. People are picking it up and the, it's, it, it adds political pressure. We said that, listen, you are getting in the way of our fight for statehood. Right. You're getting our way in our way around our debate around um, whether we should move the primary up and be the first mm -hmm. um, to mm -hmm. have host our primary in the city. And mm -hmm. like we, what we need most of all is people that are in positions of power mm -hmm. that are going to speak on behalf of the people and not take you know corporate interests right. money. Yeah, right. And like you and so you leverage their position to like. I read somewhere that um. Alexandria, or I, I forget how to say it, AOC, though. Yeah, but I read some Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. Thank uh -huh. you, baby. <laughs> so I read somewhere that she isn't taking any corporate money in her campaigning, which allows her to attend. All oh, these mundane yeah. committee meetings, which as a dude who worked on the hill, I know a little yeah, bit about that. Super boring, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Joy, she sits in all of those mm -hmm. because she has time because she's not on the phone dialing for dollars right. every day. So imagine how much more effective politics could be if that and was they weren't a worrying about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Jack Evans has been on the council for 30 years. As, 30 yeah. Years. Okay. He knows what the hell he's doing. Oh, Yo. of course. All right. He knew that what he did was illegal and unethical. Mm -hmm. Listen. Right, and he thinks that he is Teflon, made a Teflon that he is untouchable. And I am a newcomer who could have, like, who is literally is taking heat. I can't yeah. lie. Right. We had twenty three people sign this letter, but we have eighty three people on a state committee. Right, yeah. that's mm -hmm. a. I mean, that is that's still close disparity. to thirty percent. Yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you got a lot more. But I still got to do the groundwork, and I still got to do a lot of convincing, and it's not work. easy mm -hmm. nah. because a lot of people are tied to a lot of folks in office and are scared to speak up. Yeah, nice. people got and I have nothing yeah. to lose. Yeah. And you need people in <laughs> that's office. That's a dangerous person. That's a dangerous, dangerous person. Literally, like, listen, I am willing to take the risk. I'm willing to take the fall. You know, shoot me first. Right. But like, and I and I'm in that position, right? Right. now and I'm leveraging it and well, I'm asking other people to step up. And it's crazy because that, that brings me back to this whole thing with the Bernie thing. Like, so you're taking a lot of heat and you're taking heat from in my eyes, even some unexpected places. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And right. now, we talked about this. Like, I thought I, I was going to get in a fight with Tommy, the Republican. No! Whole time, whole it's the Young Turks. It's the Young Turks. The Young Turks, like, let me go ahead and be on record as saying, they been trash. I'm not here for left-wing propaganda or right-wing propaganda. Yeah. Right? Like, so they they, they tried to play yeah. you, yo. Like, I mean, they were like the kings what, of the distorting. Like, why, is it, why, why is it that a lot of people are incapable of understanding that like 
people like us, people from where we from that think like we think, we have Just our own thoughts. About we have our own agenda. Yeah. Like, hey. how do we get people to respect this agenda? I more think we gotta we gotta collectively come together and have organize. a firm one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think within the black community, we gotta get on the same page about what it is that we want. Yeah. Come up with clear demands and be able to push forward on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just I think that we're beginning to see that in DC, mm-hmm. um, but we need to start politicizing and getting black people in office mm-hmm. who represent us accurately. And so, Very how true. do you do that? Because you Vote. were you well, but even before then, to get them to run. So, for example. Yeah. Well, you were convinced. Yeah. You had no I was interest. not going to do it. I, I'm yeah. like, I'll be here being like, she just said 10 minutes ago that yeah. she did yeah. not want to do it. And you are sound, you, you're sounding like a, a, a politician who wants things to happen a solution based versus sort of these cool ideas. Right. I'm not trying to like keep no. at you and like take No, you are solution based. That's not the way. And, that, right. and, and that's and really anything. cool. And, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think people who... Are, are that way are really afraid to go into politics a lot of time yeah. because Cause it requires, they, it requires a lot of that. It requires, yeah. it requires a lot of that. Um, and mm-hmm. so I'm wondering how do we get people to even want to be those leaders like you and step up in such a big way? I think, I mean, political education, we got to create space to say that it's okay that you're a part of a team. I think people think that they're mm-hmm. going to go after it alone. Mm-hmm. They nah. might not. Uh, yeah, don't, they don't, don't, don't run out here and like, try to be a hero. Yeah. Organize, right? right? Yeah. That you, I mean, there's a fundraising involved. I'm a professional fundraiser. Okay. So wow. I have expertise in that seven years of like asking Mm. for money and making sure that the money that I get goes to the people who need it um, there's a lot of things at play that, like, I think traditional organizers just don't know how to do. They know how to organize the people, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a there's a system. When I ran, I realized, whoa, like, yeah. you got to yeah. do a lot of stuff, and you got to do it all at the same damn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you really need a robust team that's going to be willing to help you. I ran on the slate with forty people. That was forty people that were helping. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Can you imagine running for a seat by yourself? Yeah, you're build it's your a lot. Team on right. your own? It's a lot. Um, so what I did was essentially like a, a easier version version of like running for council mm-hmm. but um someone like um Sheikah who ran um shout you out know, to Sheikah Reed who took yeah. it, who friend took, of the show who, the cover of the Afro newspaper this yes. week yes, yes. yes. she yes. truly is looking real cute <laughs> that's that radical yeah. Um, yeah so like just trying to like just inspiring other people there are people who just have it naturally yeah. and yeah. can do it mm. and with some encouragement and then mm. you need your team like if you want these people to run you gotta be willing to put in that work for them for right sure, for sure. Um, and not just say hey girl you need to run and then disappear but just yeah, like you sure. know be a part of that team nah, yeah. be up with team. them late at yeah, night exactly. it's a collective responsibility I think our society is very individualistic mm. that we don't understand the sense of what it means to be a part of a community what it means mm. to support each other mm. um, even like and I'm shifting a little bit but you know you have moms that are single parents who are starting a communal housing right with right. each other because yeah. it's too hard to like raise their kids on their own so they're moving in together is that right. happening in DC yes, right now. Yes. That's, a, that's, yes. that's not only like a, a political issue, that's a public that's health a public, issue. Yes. That's like it has a lot to do with the state of our community. Yes. So with the, the things that your solutions that you're proposing. Where do you want to start? Where, you know, say, where does this begin? So, I think uh, I would say, and when it comes to reparations in particular, right? right. I mean, let's, you know, on a granular scale, I okay. would say, like, just pushing, I think we can get, let's get HR 40 through the door. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I mm-hmm. think that we can start with something that's already currently existing. Mm-hmm. Let's do the studying. Let's see what other people are, are have um, gotten mm-hmm. and, like, incorporate that in some sort of bill. Like, we don't mm-hmm. even have a reparations bill. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? right? We just Not have... on the actual... Right. On what, right. Could, what actually... On like, what we could actually get. So I definitely think that there's some um, room for us to start centering people who've been doing this work for a while. Um, Tallahassee Coast did the case for uh, for reparations Absolutely. and has been like kind of pushing that the narrative forward. Mm-hmm. Um, was challenge was uh, critical of Bernie Sanders in 2016 Thank you. because like yes. Bernie Sanders right. that, yeah. that, that essay really kind of yeah. informs yeah. my whole outlook on, yeah. on this. Tallahassee's yeah. yeah. definitely my favorite author. So yeah. great, yeah. and then he, he came out with a more extended version of the book. Absolutely. So you know, mm-hmm. and the thing that I think sh- I struggle with with Bernie is that he thinks that we can get health care for all, yeah. right? Free tuition and education. And he tries and to make it sound so all he gives. Like, about, it's like, so you can envision that. Yeah. yeah. Where's you, the revenue coming from? But you can't envision reparations. Right. You can't something. sit down right. at the table and like, yeah. Yeah. With we got money yeah. for everything else. Yeah. Except for some right. black people. Except <laughs> to give black people back their, their 
just do. Right. And he can incorporate all those things in a bill. He can incorporate all those things in a bill that specifically targets black people, like mm-hmm. black people getting free health care, black people right. wanting to get free education. Absolutely. Right. That can all be in a that reparations bill. That can be a part bill. of the reparations right. bill. Right. But right. like this yeah. whole like, um, what is it? One tie lips all or yo, one bow lips all type, whatever. Yeah. It's like this idea that if you do it for everybody else, that yeah. black people are essentially going to benefit. And historically, that has that's not, not, not happened. That's that has not, not been true. Because the fact of the matter is, and they never really stop to consider this we are not a part of everyone else no when they wrote the constitution when they wrote the majority of the laws of the land we were not considered as a part of it or to be beneficiaries of it exactly the gun laws even as they exist right now were made to be counterproductive to black people owning guns yes they changed the gun laws in 1969 when the panthers marched on the california state capitol with guns they was like whoa 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 whoa, because we were being brutally killed yeah Yeah. they was like we gotta change these yeah. By, By police. police. When we decided to arm ourselves, as a, th- some of the original laws, the first post-slave laws, the first post-slave was codes, about, the reconstructive laws, yes. were about gun ownership. Yes. Were about, it was just really about autonomy. And yeah. I think that's the bigger conversation that I'm glad that we got to have yeah. here. Auto- you think for yourself. Yeah. You're a whole independent, real person and, and from that's DC. Really, that's really scary for people. And exactly. Yeah. That's terrifying. And, and, and the fact of, and the Especially thought of when us you start coming together. Right. There you like, go. And then you start the thinking for yourself, and then y'all start politicizing more people, and then y'all start doubling the numbers. Yeah. That's why we do this that's show. What they so we get the word out. We're like, getting yo, the word and, out. And right. if you want to link, link, yo. Right. Yo, but tell people how, how? they can get yes. at you. How yes. can you, um, you can follow me on Facebook, Chioma, C H I O M A, Iwoha, I W U O H A. Um, but I'm I'm very very much accessible. Mm-hmm. Like if people want to get involved, if they want to leverage their um, skills or what have you, like mm-hmm. I am the connector. That's how I define myself. Nice. I can figure out a way for it to happen and benefit Black people in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always doing something, connecting people with other folks who are doing stuff. I don't have to be the person doing everything, but I want to know what everyone is doing so right. I can tie you right. into what's happening. Um, so like yeah, just reach out to me, message me, and I'm free to. Meet with people, have coffee. Um, if they're, awesome. I'm an at-large committee woman, so I actually re- represent the entire city. Okay. So if there's yes. something in particular that you think that we need to be okay. focusing on, definitely reach out to me and okay. see how we and can... And this is just as a regular citizen. Like, yeah. now you don't have to be a part of any organization. You don't have to be a part of any organization. Like, okay. if you are genuinely concerned about what's happening in the city, link up with me. I am a... My history is in organizing. I love reaching and talking to individuals. That is right? awesome. Thank so you for making yourself available. Thank you. Guys. Hey, that look, is for really real. great. You got any parting words for any Bernie Bros slash hoes yeah. out here <laughs> yeah. that still got beef that still don't or believe? Or just any haters in general. Do the, work. Yeah. do the work. Do the work. Right. Yes, and you too can be on CNN tell yeah. all of you asking questions. Yeah. My word to everybody <laughs> is to build community, right? Get politicized. Let And when you learn something, let somebody else know. Mm-hmm. And just get involved. Like, right. get involved in your community and do the work to understand what's happening. Awesome. Big facts. That's Thank what I love. Thank you so yo. much. Yo, we got we gotta have Chioma say our yeah. our plain work and working plan because that's exactly what that's she's exactly about. what she represents. And I want her to say it not only here just because your voice is great, but then to get this drop. Get this drop. You yeah. know, okay. big so shout out to Bono Conflict yes. Productions. Yeah. Work and work the plan. We gonna say plan your work. You want to tell us to work your plan. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it works. All right. All right? So it's Black Broadway Podcast live from Eaton Radio. Plan your work. Work your plan. That's what yes. I'm talking about. We out here, y'all. Listen, this has been a great episode. You know what I think we're going to do? We're going to end this one off. And then we're going to separate this. And, and we're going to, we need your hot takes. Yeah. Okay. We got some hot take we have situations definitely. here. Yeah. You know, you, I didn't do this stuff. Tune in. <laughs> Bonus episode. You got to tune in. You got to follow in closely. We're going to drop this one later. Yeah. Black Broadway Podcast live from the E Radio. We're going to holler. Chioma, thank, thank you so you. much. Love you guys. You all are amazing. Keep doing the amazing work that you're doing. Oh, Bringing amazing. natives to the forefront. I mean, what you guys are doing is so radical. You have no idea. Most people are not doing we it. You can't shake the table. Blast. People, let's shake this fucking shake table. Shake this fucking table. Uptown, downtown. Uptown, downtown. Uptown, downtown. All around shake the table. Peace. <laughs> yes.
Y'all niggas don't seem to understand me out here, B. Nobody playing games on these streets, man. Y'all niggas better hold it down out here, all right?